From the breeding grounds through the migration routes to the southern wintering areas, Ducks Unlimited has been conserving waterfowl habitat for 86 years. DU volunteers and supporters have helped conserve over 15 million acres, but the work isn't done yet. To play your part in the next 15 million acres, visit www.ducks.org and join our volunteer team or find an event near you. Ducks Unlimited, the world leader in wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Bottomland is Mossy Oak's original camel pattern created by Toxie Hayes over three decades ago. This pattern preserves the original design while applying advanced technology for increased effectiveness. The same field-proven components and colors, the same dirt and bark elements, the same ability to blend into dark environments and obscure a hunter's outline from every angle. Mossy Oak Bottomland. Get up. Welcome, folks. Y'all come on in and make yourself at home. This here, well, this is the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Your home for all things Rolling Thunder. This episode is brought to you by Mossy Oak, because everything is better in Bottomland. Kent Cartridge, Quality Matters, Performance Counts, Shen Gear, Waterfowl Gear that is built better, Benelli USA, Dominate the Skies, and Ducks Unlimited, the world's leader in wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Well, welcome to another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. I'm your host, Spence Halford. I'm joined by three-timer Drake Levy. <laughs> Zero-timer, although back-to-back <laughs> media employee of the week, Levi Gerke. I'm here. <laughs> and the real Dr. Grid. Riley Bennett. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> Today, Gross. our guest is... Uh, hold on, I gotta, I gotta change gears. I, I was like... You know how sometimes your truck's like stuck in fifth gear? That's the way I mm-hmm. felt right there. Like I was trying to be spirited in the intro and act really jazzed up, and I'm actually just exhausted. Uh, kind of looking forward to y'all going to play golf this afternoon so it can quiet down around here, and uh, I can I can blame things. I can blame things that go wrong on y'all. <laughs> Do I get to go golfing even though I didn't show up early? No? Okay. You can go golfing at five. I mean... <laughs> But <laughs> you decide to sleep in this morning? I didn't know that we were showing up to work early this morning. It's okay, Gert. You can go play golf. Okay, cool. <sighs> Hopefully none of the several country club members are listening and don't know about the, you know, membership fraud that I'm just kidding. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um all right, so our guest today, who we've not yet introduced, is you know, the world's most interesting man mr walker davidson welcome back to the podcast walker war eagle <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, sorry i had to throw it in there dang oh well good to be back <laughs> <laughs> i mean i to be honest i was sitting here trying to think about has auburn got a good football team this year and nah, I, I don't really know right. we're not bad we're not good uh but we're on the way up and up you know okay. that's that's how it usually goes i think okay all right Okay. So you're back from Canada. Made it back uh, last week sometime and spent a couple of days in Auburn hanging out, see the fam and all that good stuff. And then uh, picked up my dog from Adam down in Foster's and headed out west. To, now for the regular season, the, the fun part, the good I'm stuff. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Adam Campbell is ready to go to Alberta. I bet he is. Yeah. When I talked to him last <laughs> night, no he was buying steaks for his whole staff. He was like, he was like, and I know for a fact you and RT, I can't remember who else picked up their dog. Like I was There like, was at least three, at least four people <laughs> came like, yesterday. It's exit day. Adam's I like, like deuces. I think know. a couple more coming today. I mean, I think this week they're about to. Get yeah. rid of them, and Adam's fixing to I have try a to shoot a duck. At dinner last night, Adam told Mr. D, "Mr. D, I will see you in February." Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, Adam was talking about some of his buddies had a text, and one of them said, Are "Y'all going to work tomorrow on Sunday afternoon?" And one of them responded, "If by tomorrow you mean February 10th, then yes." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. 
but uh but yeah it was good we uh where were you this year or who are you with so i work for uh promised land outfitters and ranch land outfitters this year uh matt barnett is a had been working at prom or at ranch land and him and rob the owner of ranch land partnered and got started promised land so we've got some new allocations and um so i went up with barnett and uh it was pretty awesome are y'all uh, around peace river yeah like we're in, in that, area? that area um and it's awesome country up there i i was when i found out that they had got those allocations i had called rob and barnett immediately i was like guys if, it, in, if it works out i want to <laughs> go to peace river you know um it was pretty neat the the goose hunting up there this year you know and i guess pretty much every year but um the, it's just hard to describe the the fields aren't really big so like you probably find bigger feeds in saskatchewan because the sections are bigger so like mm -hmm. sheer numbers wise in the field like the feed itself may not be that big but they're small fields they set up right you go in there and just, just they come holes. over the tree i mean it's like almost like shooting resident geese yeah like i mean they're they just, coming to that spot they come over the trees you know God. it's a hundred acre field and they come yeah. over the trees oh just right there you know so <laughs> i feel like where we're at in saskatchewan they flare like a hundred acres from you from, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, exactly coming, they're coming and about the time you can tell what color goose it is they're like yeah <laughs> um but yeah you know a lot of specs up there early so that was i mean i think the first day they with clients we they shot you know there's seven limits of geese and almost all their ducks and uh i would say probably six of the seven limits were specs so like at the beginning it's it's a lot of lot of specs and then uh once they they kind of start shipping out i don't know probably like the second two-thirds of the way through september generally mm -hmm. somewhere in there and then when the <clears throat> the rest of the arctic geese start coming i mean it just it's crazy how those big geese and little geese they all get together and you'll have mm -hmm. you know one flock you can see three different four different sizes of mm -hmm. geese and they'll and I, fly together mm -hmm. really wow were they feeding together mm -hmm. like i'm not you know when they get in the fields a lot of times the big ones will end up mm -hmm. you know off by themselves or you know separated from but the little be ones feeding but in the same same field. fields and you know it's pretty cool i mean <clears throat> a lot of those some, not a lot but we found geese that were roosting on the peace river um and coming to feed and then there was other geese that literally we were we would put our truck on the edge of the boreal forest uh, on the edge of the woods and wait for the geese to come out of the woods and go to feed i mean so Jeez. it was when you're talking about getting the first crack at them i mean yeah. you know i we shot a speck that you could hold in two hands i mean no kidding just that little you wow. know so i mean it's definitely yeah. that part's pretty cool is seeing just complete it's kind of like argentina in a way of where the birds are just completely never right. been messed with all right hold on that was a pretty subtle but badass flex i'll just give you that <laughs> kind of like argentina we're all like huh? yeah. <laughs> yeah we don't relate to that yeah. 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 you're still you're yeah. still missing about that you shot a limit of dark geese right? <laughs> how'd you do that yeah i guess you know i mean obviously argentina is different just because there's certain things that are legal there that aren't legal other places <laughs> but i think that like cocaine or like you know yellow acorns are pretty popular down oh, there yeah. so um but i think that just seeing it's so cool to watch birds that aren't messed with that aren't pressured that aren't refuge birds that they sure. just wake up and go do their thing every yep. day you yep. know um and it you know the way you hunt and you learn to hunt birds like that you get away with things but you know it wasn't just right so like mm -hmm. you still kill them but, but you're, you're like, like man, man he wasn't perfect yep. so now i know yep. you know i think you can learn so much more that yep. way than just going and getting, getting your, your butt kicked, right? right? And then you know, all right, I learned that I need to get where they're going. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much so, all you learn there. But y'all dive in with any questions that you got. Is Barnett a layout hunter or an A-frame hunter? Um, we do both. Uh, we'll lay in the spread sometimes if we have to, just kind of whatever. Darks. Uh, we've tried darks once. I I got Barnett. I finally convinced him to try it once, but I don't think we put out enough decoys, so it didn't really work, but I'm I'm working on him. Like I'm, tall socks or what? Yeah, like, we yeah. we tried to do tall socks and we just didn't have enough tall ones um to cover everybody pretty yeah. much, I think was the issue, but 
I think it's something that um, we do it a good bit in Oklahoma. We'll do it even, you know, in fields that hadn't had geese in it, and we'll lay in whites and just, you know, which I'm, y'all do that in Canada mm-hmm. and stuff too. But We got um, away from it this year. Yeah, not anymore. That was a part of our prior life. <laughs> okay. The rotation. I'm probably not even going to take a white decoy next year. <laughs> it's rotation year. It's rotation, wow. it's rotation year, year. yeah. Yeah. Man, I'll be honest, the ducks and the darts were not with the snow geese when we were up there. Really? And I know mm-hmm. it kind of changes throughout the year, but, mm-hmm. I mean, we hunted the first morning in a white spread, and we got ducks to swing, but they'd swing once or twice and then roll. Right. And and we, and we killed some of them, but, um, I mean, just watching them, the ducks were by themselves or they were with a small group of dark geese. They no, weren't They weren't with the big I wads did, of I, lessers. I will say I, I saw that probably more this year. I found more – I found way more duck-only feeds this year than last year. I mean hmm. – We ex- did too. Exponentially yeah. more. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you, when you look for them too, that you can find them. I mean, once you find those ponds that just strictly have mallards on them, I mean, they're, they're not going to usually go and feed with other geese or ducks. It's when – those ducks and geese are roosting on the same pond. Their, their tendency is to feed on the same field. Yeah, that's in Peace River. You know, up there, there's it's not like the Prairie Pothole region up there. I mm-hmm. mean, there's not there's no little water, little potholes in fields. It's not. It's hmm. way different than typical like North Dakota, Saskatchewan, or even where Ranchland is in eastern Alberta. Is way more water, and mm-hmm. so up there. Even on the big lakes, the ducks and geese will roost on, like, opposite ends and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, it, you know, it's weird. I don't know why it seems like they get more of the combo feeds are definitely further south and further east. Up, up there, it definitely seemed like – I mean, I'm not saying there was some combos, but I would say you talked to any of the other outfitters up there, too. Very, You, you don't have the double-doubles up there like you get in other places, you yeah. know? Yeah. What about the crane situation? Is there about a – no cranes? I saw probably one time, one feed had maybe like 200 in it, and it was, you know, a couple thousand geese, a couple thousand ducks, and like 200 cranes. They were there one day. Yeah. Um, I think we didn't see cranes this year because of how late we went. I mean, I think they get they get out kind of like specs do, you know. Yeah. Um, I know the years we've gone, like earlier, mid-September, or the September 20th, somewhere in there, and cranes are everywhere. Crams. So yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I definitely think the cranes, you know, that's kind of, I guess we always use cranes and swans as kind of your migration markers a little bit. Like the cranes are pretty much in the front end. Mm-hmm. And then when the swans really get there, that's, right. you know, kind of the towards the end. And when the swans start leaving, it's, that's the end, you know. Um, so that's kind of, I guess, it makes sense. But I don't think that there's that many cranes that come that far right uh, west at yeah. all, really. I mean, I've. Like I said, that handful that passed through, but there's way more cranes even in eastern Alberta than yeah. up there. Mm-hmm. Did you see a difference in like maybe better or worse this year than your previous years guiding up there? Um, I definitely think there's more ducks. Just, yeah. I mean, I think that the ducks had a better hatch, you mm-hmm. know, compared to last year. Just the ponds you would ride by that, you know, they raise on and there'd be – last year there'd be a mama with two or three ducklings. Now it was six or eight. So, I mean – it just seemed like that um, – I know they said that the breeding population was down, but – We saw the same thing. Even and everybody if, we've talked to thinks the duck numbers are up. I think we're, we're yeah. talking about the, the ones rotation that, year. Yeah, that's right. The ones that <laughs> – It's uh, because our friend's Ducks Unlimited. Oh, they're, yeah. It's they're definitely – They're good people. They're good people. I mean, shout out to Ducks Unlimited. Shout out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ducks Unlimited. But, yeah, I think uh, – I definitely think that there's probably more ducks. I mean, the goose numbers thing, I don't – have a good enough bearing. I mean, it's so hard to tell just whether there's more or less of them. I do think there's a lot of pretty good juvie hatch snows. It seemed yeah. like there was yeah. the snow cheese. We've seen a ton Jed of those. made a comment to me the other day, Jed Lamb did, that he thought the the lesser numbers were down pretty significantly. I, I would say that I definitely saw more big geese this year than uh-huh. last year, for sure. Yeah. Now, I don't – I you know, is that because lessers are down or is that just more big ones or what? But I definitely – I feel like we – hunted and shot more big ones probably this mm. year too um how many banjo kill 
we killed like seven in the first five days. Dang. Wow. And then I don't think we killed any more after that. Mm. But if that Dang. first, we were about, we killed three in the first three days and then they killed like two and one. And we killed one more after that. Barnett's son, Price, came up and uh, Dive Bomb was up there hunting with us and Price and uh, them. Anyway, they killed a duck band and it was Price's first duck hunt in Canada. So he got to keep the band. Oh, wow. okay. yeah, it was cool. my field, but you know, whatever. <laughs> no, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> Y'all have never met Price Barnett. No, I haven't. That boy right there is 12 going on 28. He is, <laughs> he's a, like, he's as good, naturally talented caller as I've ever heard. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Can absolutely blow the crap out of any form of call. You, like when Duck, he was a goose, cut yeah. down J-frame. I mean, it doesn't matter. Hand it to him. When he was up there with us, that's, I mean, he, uh, he's he got like a hybrid, Larry's hybrid on his lander, and he blew it, and then I let him blow the mean duck, and uh, he blew it my XLS. and he, He's like, I'll show you some videos. He, like every duck call brand I can think of, he's come by their booth at some point in time, and they've taken a video of him blowing a duck call, and they put it up, and it goes viral. Yeah. Like Chad <laughs> Belding did it yeah. just last year. <laughs> You know, it was like, a kid don't blow a jargon. Get out of yeah. here. You know? yeah. But I mean, he just blows a snot at yeah. Naturally talented and just absolutely eat up with it. Oh, yeah, I mean, he loves it. And I mean, you know, it it helps to have Barnett to learn from, which that's what, I mean, has been a great thing for me the last couple of years. Just we got to have Barnett that, on the podcast. Yeah, y'all do. I mean, he's having a, a guy like that, that he's a character. I mean, he tells you straight up, like, you know, you try to ask him a question about duck hunting or something, he's like, you know, why didn't they come in? They saw us. What do you mean? That's all, you know, <laughs> whatever. I mean, it's he's kind of cut and dry, but he's funny too. So, um, but anyway, let's see. Yeah, I guess that was, I think that was, uh, that was all we killed up north. That was the last band was that duck band on Prices on it. So, um, then we moved to the South Camp after like the first week of October. South Camp being where, where Rob normally operates yeah. out of. That's so y'all right. just basically ran a half a season the month of September. Yeah, up there. they they just didn't get everything set up and rolling until later in the summer. So gotcha. booking clients wise yeah, and yeah. stuff, it just made more sense to uh, to do but it that cool. way. That's cool. So you got to see two years out of out of the South Camp. This would be your second year to kind of see and get a feel. And, yeah, and you know it was it was different down there this year too. I mean, the area I scouted last year. I mean, it was tough. Like I saw more birds in my area in two days scouting down there after we moved camps the first two days i found more feeds and saw more birds than probably the whole season last year i mean just my like it, you know they have so many scouts but we divide up like you scout your block every day or whatever right. and it just i had a lot more birds so um we had some really good hunts out of that you know once we moved south uh, which i think it had something to do with that we hadn't beat on them yeah. up until that point either yeah, yeah. you know so they kind of had a little yeah. more Feels pretty good to like pull back in your territory, and you're like, I like you. I bet you driving oh, yeah. driving from uh, Peace River down there. I bet you had like six or eight spots that you were like, yeah, I cannot wait to drive by. Oh, that spot. I had so when we on the way up, we I spent two days out of the South Camp just riding around finding pea fields before we went uh-huh. north. That's so right. when I got back, I was like, all right, I know I got at least one of these fields. And there weren't many know. of them this year. No, they a lot were few of canola, and far between. A lot of canola. Yeah. Which you know, I, one of the farmers uh, up north, we hunt on some Hutterite ground a good bit, and um, we, you know, we're talking me and the other scout. Uh, well, y'all probably know Slayton Garen. He yeah. was he was our other scout. Really? Me and old Slade Dog, yeah. We had a good time. Slade Dog. Me and him had a real good time. But uh but yeah. Anyway, we were talking to the farmers and they said it was like two hundred dollars an acre difference in canola and peas this year. Like hundred dollars more expensive to grow peas and a hundred dollars less on the profit. So I mean, wow. why wouldn't you grow canola, you know? Right. Yeah, but, you're, yeah. you're hearing the same things we are this year that a lot of the farmers are they saying that pea is not or pea fields are not going to be a, a primary field out there at all. yeah one of the one of our best contacts up there told us that they were dealing with a lot of disease in the root structure like in the dirt yeah, right and uh and so it was just a huge liability a couple to years peas. of not growing peas maybe it'll straighten out mm-hmm. i wonder yeah. t- i wonder too if like if they get rid of those pea fields i mean i wonder those ducks and geese they're gonna have to start hitting a lot more than wheat fields i mean they're gonna have to hit some type of grain field i mean know? i'll say i think we hunted wheat and especially later in the year, I'd say probably like the last two weeks. I don't know if we hunted a pea field really. really? I mean, it almost yeah, was. They'll, and they'll get in barley too. Barley just, and wheat look so similar, but 
Um, I, I mean, I guess I was getting at like more of a better percentile that they're going to be hitting them wheat fields. Like you would actually see them hitting those wheat fields rather than it's like the primary field that you want to hunt and they want to get into is a pea field, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I think, uh, probably be like cotton is down here though it's probably all in a cycle yeah yeah you know it'll come back around i mean for sure i think i did see way more corn up there this year i did too like i mean uh, i would say kind of like the ducks exponentially more i mean peace river no in the south South yeah peace river they shelling that corn so or leaving it standing so they had left like two fields i saw were still standing by the time i left but i think that's because beef prices are so high yeah. I, nobody's confirmed that but i think some but of these guys they were all every mm-hmm. cornfield had cows in it yep. yeah. i think some of these ones. guys that had planters that could plant corn i think they planted some corn and they're gonna buy up some cows and mm-hmm. let them winter in that corn that's mm-hmm. that's my hunch yeah, yeah. i think because there's i would say we're about to was, find oh i'm about to find out <laughs> yeah you, there was uh Rotation here. There was <laughs> sweet corn. <laughs> sweet corn. There was uh land ducks. <laughs> I don't know. I guess yeah, there was probably last year there was one big cornfield in my area and this year there was probably like eight. Mm. So I mean good many more. And we had several hunts in the corn, um, which you know it's always nice to hunt corn such a good high. And that <laughs> that yeah. makes it mm-hmm. that makes it nice. But yeah, so anyway, definitely a little different. I mean it it's cool when you do get to go back to the same area and learn and right. i mean that's when you can actually kind of start forming some opinions about what the birds are doing too mm-hmm. you know if you're just in one spot for a week a year a it's couple of weekends yeah. it's hard to ever really dial in exactly what's going on mm-hmm. you guys have a particular number when it comes to bird numbers on a feed with you know determining on the amount of clients that you guys usually run like you guys pull up to a field and you're like ah oh, that's, that's not enough for oh, you know, yeah. the set of clients that it, we have for this a lot summer. of it has depend on or depends on if the, how well the clients shoot yeah you know which is hard to know if you just got a random group coming in but we have a lot of repeat up there so i mean you pretty well know like all right these guys probably need a little bigger feed hey these guys you know can get away <laughs> with you know whatever but um but i would say even then i mean yeah there's definitely like there's stuff that I would go hunt with us that, you know, you wouldn't dare take clients to. Right. No, that's I, – I mean, it's kind of like an easy question just, to answer. I think, but. you know, the main thing is just because with clients, anything that you got to count on, ha- you know, if half the birds don't come back, you still need enough to finish out. Where right. if we go on a buddy hunt, half of them don't come back, and we go to Waffle House early, yeah. who cares? Yeah. But, you know, it's a little – the pressure <clears throat> definitely Tim a little – yeah, Tim Hortons. <laughs> also, Tim Hortons is a little overrated, in my opinion. I didn't even stop get, it right I'm sorry, now. I, gotta, I never even I gotta, went to it yet. I got to throw that out there. I mean, Craig's over here nodding, and he likes A and W. They don't have an ice mm. maker at A and W. A and W's A and W's mid too. I like I like Boston pizza. Uh, I can I can I do Boston you pizza. Out on Boston pizza in a hurry. You but do lunch and dinner there every day for six days, and you'll be done. Be done. If you, do, if you do lunch and dinner in one day and ever leave, you'll be done. Yeah. There are not <laughs> 12 hilarious. different items on the menu that you want to eat. No, so that's true. I eat do. about two or three things there. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Slayton liked it. Slayton's a real picky eater, so we had to go to Boston Pizza, and he could get his plain bacon pizza, and we'd all be good. <laughs> Slayton eats like a five-year-old. I tried so hard to get him to eat an onion the whole time I was up there. That man's 35 years old never eating an onion. That's crazy. Oh Has he tried it? No, won't try one. I he mean, says he don't like it. No, I mean, he's no. tried them, but oh, okay. he, he definitely doesn't like them. Almost nothing. There's almost nothing you could say that would surprise you about Slade. He's a piece of work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is. He, he is. He's a real good scout. I'll say I bet. That. I mean, he's a hell of a killer. Oh, I mean, yeah. he And can blow a duck call. And, like, I mean, he's an all-around, like, him and Barnett would be a hell of a combination. Oh, too. yeah. I mean, you could learn a lot from both them two boys. Right. No doubt about that. But Slayton's a character. I mean. Yeah, no, for sure. We we had a good time up there, me and him and Barnett, you know. We get Saturday afternoon off here and there and sit around and watch football and cut up, and that was always fun. But, um, yeah, Slayton, he, he's like he, – he's like, man, I just love driving fast on these gravel roads. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it Don't takes we to, all. That's what it takes to be a good scout. So. I mean, that's what I miss the most about living in South Dakota. This is grid roads. Darn man, grid. Speaking of driving fast on those gravel roads, the first afternoon that we were up there, I drew short straw to take Frawley and Rich scouting. <laughs> and Frawley we did that to you sorry <sighs> yeah screw y'all Frawley was like man I'll, I'll get car sick so I'm gonna drive 
So I was like, all right, I'll I'll navigate. You know, I hate to ask you to sit in the back, Rich, but, you know, I, <laughs> I got an idea where I'm going. Like 30 minutes later, we'd been like two miles down the road. Oh, I was my like, Lord. Frawley. You got to put the gas. Um, put it in park. Unbuckle your seatbelt and get out. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, you got to make this thing, this rental car, float like Tokyo Drift. Yeah. If you're not yeah. floating yeah. on these gravel it's roads, take us three days. Take us three days to find a hunt like that." He asked me at the house, "Is like so? Whenever I was driving the other morning, the first morning round was I going too slow? I was like, yeah. Well, yeah, because I kicked sure. him out. <laughs> he got kicked out of the driver's seat twice, but I mean, all due respect, Frawley, it was his first year ever up there. So. Yeah. Well, it was my first year ever up there, too, but I, I just had was standard. He was being safe. I mean, riding he, around, yeah, he was being safe. Well, yeah. Riding around looking for turkeys is different than riding around looking for ducks. You know, maybe he was just used to turkey looking. You got to go a little slower so you can check the corners and shadows. True. And things, but. True. Also known as rubbernecking. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I agree with you. It's definitely different. It's I've, definitely different. I've been riding to work with Gert long enough to know that if he gets in a place where he's comfortable, like on a grid road, he's flying. I know that about Gary. Speaking I'm, of I'm riding to work, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh-oh. Have y'all noticed how dangerous it is driving up Feathers Chapel at about like 740? Yes. Literally. The sun coming through the turn. I drove it, I, the other you morning. You can't see the road. You can't. And you got to go straight up. The other morning when it was a really oh, heavy yeah. frost, my defrost had not finished the window. I drove my truck off into the ditch. Oh, I mean, <laughs> like I felt it go off the, off the pavement and I had my head out the window, could not see. And I just stopped and had to get out and get my bearings and like back up. And, oh, my God. So, so the please sun, be careful. The whole sun, I mean, just hits that the anything that you can see visibly. It's a big hill and the road is running straight east and west. And like you come you come out of this little bottom and you get about a quarter of the way up the hill and the the sun is half the sun is above the road and half is below. So for the rest of the hill, you're getting the bottom half of the sun. <laughs> yep. And I mean, it is like burn your retinas. And you're just praying that nobody Nobody's else is coming, coming down that hill. That's kind and of by the time you can stop, it's too late. It's way I too mean, late. I mean, it's it's you're you're no, toast. Yeah. yeah. It's a coin oh, flip. Sorry for the. Oh no, I get it. Side sidebar. <laughs> sidebar. <laughs> it was when we left Peace River and got to the South Camp. We had the same issue because I guess you know our positioning further north, the sun wasn't in the roads. But when we got to the South Camp, you drive west, you were looking dead in yeah. that Joker. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I had a group of clients come up that had hunted with me in Argentina, and they hunted with me us in Peace River, and we had some good hunts up there, and then. Uh, my girlfriend came up, Laura, and we hunted uh, one morning while she was there and had a real good hunt. Shot all our ducks and some geese, but she killed uh, the lad. We finished the limit on a black duck, so that was pretty cool. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Laura shot all her eight ducks all on her own, like singles coming in. She was the only one shooting. Awesome. So that was cool. And then, like, we had a pair of specs come in just doing it just right. And, uh, called the shot and she came up killed the first one one shot and then i killed the second one so that was it was pretty cool good hunt awesome. um oh yeah so <laughs> anyway she's really all, sweet she's all fired up about it wanting to go is. again i bet she is but i told her i was like and you gotta understand not every one of them's shooting 80 an hour either like that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know we, we, yeah. we got used to that pretty quick up there but so you're headed to got used to what shooting 80 in an hour oh when you say we, you're talking about us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You got used to watching eighty get shot an hour. Yeah, and then, I, and then when it we, was my turn, then when it was my turn to shoot, I'd shoot like one or two. The the one day I, he says, "Come shoot or whatever." I get in the blind and I I shot at one volley or I think two, and I was like, "Spence, I ain't gonna lie to you, I want to be at the camera because I want to get everything I can." It went like this, you know, blam, 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 and he went. I'm sorry. I just can't do this anymore. He's like, I'm sorry, boss. I'm not trying to disrespect you, but I'd really like to get back to the camera. I, I can't hit anything. I shot three I'm times. Just, I'm I'm sorry. I'm rattled. I'm. <laughs> they were coming That's in awesome. wads of a hundred. Mm. He didn't know what to do. I didn't. I seriously didn't. That's awesome. That day I turned into a duck hunter. Yeah, I remember sitting outside the blind while you were shooting my gun, and it just looked like a little pop gun going off. And just miss, miss, miss. I'm like, oh, oh what are you doing? Pure excitement from <laughs> yeah, Gert. I yeah. love it. That's awesome. Love it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your dog that you just picked up from Adam. 
Yeah, her name's Tish. She's out of uh, Gus and Nola, which is Jeff Farmer's and Jeff Jones' dogs. And uh, she's definitely got the Gus vibes. Yeah, she uh, she's chilling on a cot right now, just hanging out. So we're learning. She's 18 months old, and she's been at training camp since February. So we're kind of readjusting to uh, civilian life. Yeah. But, <laughs> But she's doing all right, just hanging out right now. So, That's but yeah, awesome. she'll uh, planning on you know hunting her every day I go this year. So, hopefully, she'll get to pick up a bunch and learn a, a lot. Fun ride for sure, no doubt. I mean, that's you know, I uh, I've had a couple of dogs before, but not one that was you know this level of a dog, and also just would hadn't had the opportunity to hunt as much as I do now. So, mm-hmm. I you know I feel like I really got the chance to have mm-hmm. a special one. So right. we'll see, but. Uh, but Man, getting them reps goes a long way to making mm-hmm. a good dog. I mean, you can take a, you can take good potential, and not ever see the, you know, maximization of that potential just by not getting them around enough birds. And you can take a mediocre dog and turn them into a crackerjack just by getting them in a lot. You know, so it's, no doubt you're, you're you've got the 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 stage is you know set for make a hell of a dog just as many days as you get to hunt that's right so yeah we'll see hopefully uh like i said hopefully she'll she'll start putting it all together and that'll be fun we uh we got some water i'm headed to oklahoma kind of on my way just swinging through and uh anyway seems like we finally got some water out there it's been pretty dry the last couple of years so uh all the guys have been blowing me up they they all got there last week but i had to take my week off in between and they're all like come on man you gotta get out here well, they're all fired up so uh seems like hopefully it'll be a good year out there too that's awesome yes sir so yep just uh looking forward to hanging out seeing some clients and shooting a mile or two hopefully red dirt yeah oklahoma's cool i enjoyed when we hunted over in oklahoma yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. realize how cool looking it was until I look back at the footage whenever you're editing that video. Mm-hmm. It was cool. It's pretty out there for sure. It's uh, I do. I, I think that's one of the coolest things. I try to always pay attention to the sunrises and sunsets, and I get to see yeah. some awesome ones. I just I don't ever try to you know let one go by and at least not get up mm-hmm. on a hill and try mm-hmm. to try to watch the sun go down no or something. Doubt. So you only get a limited number in your lifetime. That's did right. you see the northern lights? Oh yeah, I did oh, uh, a couple times. We saw them. Uh, there was one night the first night that they were out when we were in Peace River and it was like 11 o'clock and Slayton and I were both pretty tired so we just went to bed that night and then they came out the next night and he's like man we gotta go you know <laughs> so our lodge is like down by the right on the Peace River it's pretty cool but we had to kind of drive up the big winding road up the hill and when we came over the hill it was like all the way from the horizon to as high as you could see I mean it was like they just covered the whole sky mm-hmm. um, it was pretty cool and it was like what color green green and like red kind yeah. of purple oh, wow. um and then we saw i saw him one more was time it like dancing around and everything oh yeah we stayed oh. up there for uh we probably <laughs> stayed up there i don't know 15 or 20 minutes and just kind of took pictures and watched but you would it wasn't like super fast you know but you could tell if you sat there for 10 minutes they they definitely were moving you know um and then i saw him one more time at the south camp but they weren't as good. It was a little cloudier that night. So, like, you could see them off in the distance kind of. But the, the first night, it was crystal clear. I mean, it was, like, it's pretty, you know, that's the way way yeah. we want to see them. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully we get – I hope I didn't get, get to see them when we were in Canada the first run. So, hopefully I get to see them the second run. They were – I'd say no. There, so, no. There was not. a little uh, bit yeah. out that morning that we one, killed. Yeah. With, uh, is it like – Is no it color, but you're yeah. not going to see them when it gets cold. When it gets cold up there, it dries all the moisture out of the air, you know. Is it like particular areas in Canada that you get to see them more like vibrant, I guess is maybe the word? The further north, the yeah, more the, often you see them. I think, yeah, the further north, just them, yeah, probably better and more often, you but know, the, you're just closer. Yeah, right. and they see them as far south as the Dakotas in the right conditions, but it's, I think it's dust, isn't it? And moisture. Moisture. Guess, it's like a combination of moisture, dust, and then the way the light temperature, on it. Wow. Yeah. Moonlight. Yeah. And I, I mean, I may be wrong. Maybe it does. Maybe it's, you know, gets, seems like there are times in the winter that they see them. Um, I don't know. I know they see like the sun dogs and stuff, you know. Oh, I see plenty of those up yeah. there. What is that? I don't even know what that is. When it gets below a certain temperature, you'll see three suns. Like the sun is just like up, but it's like, you know, it's noon o'clock. And if you're looking at it, you'll see a big circle and it gets cut off by the horizon. 
and they'll be at each horizontal point there'll be another bright spot another yeah. bright spot it usually it's like on a bright sunny day and it's like what like probably anywhere from negative 12 to drake's skeptical over there he's got i thought he's got to google it <laughs> i thought i was fully expecting you to say sundogs was like a combo mill and taco john's is you know, yeah, Taco John's. Yeah, yeah, you get me something. talking about Taco John's, it's a whole different You big story. Taco John's guy? Oh my gosh. The first time I ever ate Taco <laughs> John's was... <laughs> that was my first job ever. Really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's where I gained all this weight. Just as a... <laughs> that's a terror. That, but go to that one right there. This one? Yeah, that's a true sundog. See what I'm talking about? See how it gets cut off of the horizon and the two brighter points on the other Hey, edge? just a... What Real heck? quick. Real quick, uh, you know, trivia question. You're not eligible to answer this, Walker. How many hours is the drive from Auburn, Alabama to Peace River, Alberta? 30. 36. I'm going 38. 45. 36? 36. Oh. Mine says, mine's saying uh, 41. Oh. This says what, one, 38. one day and 17 hours. Yeah, that's which about would right. Be, which would be 24 plus 17 would be... 41 yep 41 Holy i think cow. it took um yeah I, that's right jeez Four, yeah it was a haul that's with no stops did yeah. you do that by yourself this year yeah mm. well, you probably do it by yourself every year huh last year i rode up with somebody else and then he quit and i got left so <laughs> i oh, decided gosh. yeah so i was i decided from now on i'm taking my truck and if somebody <laughs> wants to ride with me they can but i'm gonna have my truck so i can drive myself gosh. home but uh but yeah no i uh I want to say I stopped, uh, let's see, on the way up there, I drove from Auburn. No, I'd left Tuscaloosa. I drove from Tuscaloosa, came by here, mm-hmm. uh, drove to Parker's house in Minnesota, mm-hmm. Gherk and I's mutual friend, and then drove from there to cross the border the next morning, drove, spent the night somewhere in Saskatchewan, just slept in my truck or whatever for a little while, and then drove the rest of the way to... Uh, yeah, that was on the way up there. And then on the way back, well, then we drove to Elk Point, I guess the South Camp, spent two days and then went to Peace River. So that went, the last seven hours, the Peace River wasn't that bad. Right. But yeah. um, then on the way home, I picked Parker up in Saskatchewan. We crossed the border. I dropped him off, spent the night in Iowa, came here, spent the night with Riley and Gert, crashed yeah. on the couch, and then went back to Auburn. So, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it, it's a long way. I definitely uh, – used to like when we were going to north dakota like turkey hunt trips in college you know i was like a straight shot guy like i'm not stopping but i, I also stopping. had two or three people in the truck but, 41 yeah. hours is beyond one. yeah when you're by yourself you gotta yeah. you gotta yeah. stop and and it does make it a little more enjoyable you're not just dead tired when you get up there but um but anyway yeah you got a week of brushing blind staring you in the face you don't want to be <laughs> Too tired when you get there. When you go yeah. up there, you hit Calgary and then go up like to Edmonton and then I came, up. Or? No, I came across. I actually crossed into Manitoba and then drove like all the way across the. Like took the transcontinental, mm-hmm. the Highway One or whatever that yeah. is. It goes through Moose Jaw and right. Regina yeah. and yeah. all that, and then that's right. And then Kindersley, and then I went up, up to. From there, I went up and then or through Lloyd Minster. Yeah, I went. The, I went up. I got on sixteen. Went through the Battlefords and then crossed into okay. Lloyd. Yeah, or went through Lloyd and came into Alberta there. Yep. Do, do you? But you have to go through the forest a bunch, don't you? It's a good oh, three yeah. or four I mean, hours in the forest to get to Peace River. Oh, it's at least that far. I mean, yeah. From you know, when you leave Edmonton, pretty much you're not far. I mean, I would say forty five minutes or so. Yeah, under you're, an hour. You're yeah. in the forest, and yeah. then from there, it's yeah five hours till you get up Jeez. there and then i mean and it is crazy like you're just riding in the middle of the woods and you're like this is the thickest bush whatever yeah. and then it pops out and it's just this valley you know where wow. there's ag fields and ducks and geese mm. yeah that's pretty cool did y'all see any freelancers a few there's some guys from north dakota um you know can you imagine being leaving from north dakota, leaving like, north we're, dakota gonna go to, and we're gonna go to peace river drive to peace river <laughs> yeah just um, wait a few weeks but they uh i guess it's no different than us being from tennessee and like driving to south dakota to turkey hunt like (laughs) y'all got those down there don't you yeah yeah Yeah, we do but um but not a lot you know i think maybe that was it yeah um freelancers gotta drive past a whole lot of stuff you'd have to ride by so many good feeds you could just scout off the highway and find so many good ones you'd be like man we gotta stop you know i'm stopping to hunt before i get up there 
I mean, if I, I right now, if I was going to freelance, I would definitely wouldn't drive all the way. Ain't no way I'd no. drive all the way up there. But, um, but yeah, it's cool. There's a lot of ton of mule deer up there. I mean, like, I've heard that. Oh my! I mean, like you can't understand. Like, see 30, 40, 50 in the afternoon mm-hmm. scouting, and every buck you see is a whoppers, big one, hammer. Um, like I thought I'd seen a big mule deer last year in Eastern Alberta until I went up there. No, we're not even close. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some white tails up there too. Oh, there's some big ones, but you yeah. don't see them. I mean, and and uh, at all. What about any elk? Elk, moose, grizzlies, black bears. They mm-hmm. got it all. It's Dang. cool. I saw a co- I saw two black bears. Never saw a brown bear. Uh, saw a bunch of moose. We bunch saw of mule a good deer. many mu- moose, 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 mooses, mices, mooses. <laughs> you know all about mice. Yeah, can't say mice. Oh, Gurk's on the mouse hunt over there. Oh, yeah. 13. <laughs> Is that your tally? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's pretty good. But anyways, meese, moose. <laughs> yeah. We did see a lot of moose this year. And I, I wonder, it, I mean, you, you think that has anything to do with the water situation? Like, you think they have years where they have a better breeding than, than others? Or, or, I don't know. Humble brag, but in Africa, it's kind of like that. When it rains more, <laughs> they have better game. So, I mean, I would say that, yes, probably. Just put it on the, the table. I don't know. I mean. In Argentina, no, they don't. But in Africa, they do. <laughs> I think that, I think you'll notice. In you'll Mexico, know. it's just a little different. Yeah. You'll notice the Sahara flourishes in a wet year. <laughs> and I, I mean, I think like in, like they definitely, you know, it's like elk grow bigger antlers on a wet year. But I think with the timing of the rain in the breeding season, it yeah. has a lot to do with like, you know pregnancy success mm-hmm. essentially so i mean i think that would stand to reason that mm. definitely i think moose are definitely water and i mean you know they're mm-hmm. swampy mm-hmm. boggy type animals mm-hmm. anyway so i think i mean i don't know that for a fact but i would definitely think there's something Gotta to be that. A correlation yeah because not only do we see a lot of moose this year more than normal i noticed almost every moose that i saw that had babies had twins did y'all know oh you wow that? yeah mm-hmm. like Everybody, when when it was whenever somebody would say I saw a moose, it, it, if it wasn't a if it wasn't a bull, right? It had a, it had twins. With twins. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I mean, that makes sense. I, and they're I, all come out of them potholes and moist yeah. areas and things like yeah. that too. I saw up there. There's one road that kind of one main highway in Peace River that goes through a part of forest that was between two areas. I scouted, and it was probably a six mile stretch and i bet once a week i saw a dead moose on it. i mean some they they hit them right there all the time um so anyway when i drove through there scouting i slowed it on down a little bit <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> i mean that's scary yeah i saw one lady i saw a lady hit well a you moose. almost got hit that yeah. morning when we uh, hunted that wheat field mm-hmm. i mean looked like bullwinkle busting out of the bushes yeah. and yeah. we all had and to I go to number to two britches yeah, <laughs> yeah we we're all getting talking about how we got the nervous guts and this, <laughs> yeah we had a giant we had a giant feed we were about to just blister him and we were worried about an outfitter because he had permission in the next field the ducks wanted to be where the outfitter had permission right and so we were hunting on the edge in a field they didn't want to be in trying to you know but we had the wind and so uh, like we were Got we him. were nervous. We pulled in that field, had the had the old everybody had yeah. bubble guts from being nervous and all of a sudden Bullwinkle <laughs> jumps, out, jumps of out of the bushes. And I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it was right before the field too. Yeah. He was, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's when it's a bad feeling when you're driving and the whole center line just disappears and then it's a you know, <laughs> big old moose standing there. Mm. But anyway, but yeah, it's cool. I mean, uh I love seeing all that you know other stuff i mean you ride around looking for ducks but you see yep. so much other cool stuff too but well, what's your brother up to he is uh in school finishing that up he's uh i guess he's gonna got another probably about another year left but he's uh yeah just getting ready for duck season he was i was hanging out with him last week while i was home and he was on the phone you know they're all making their little plan oh yeah talking mm-hmm. about the river and the where water they go, who's gonna be oh, where yeah. and who's oh, getting yeah. in line you think, yeah, they're like walker you think we can go there i'm like man somebody's gonna be there you know <laughs> <laughs> anyway it's funny um it's cool to kind of relive some of that you know through him the the glory days of figuring it all out but are you anyway. gonna are you going to come back to the woods for open a weekend? So our season goes out the same as Arkansas's. Like it runs through Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So the only time I told my buddy that I've got, um, we've got one group of clients after Thanksgiving, but some other guys, I'm going home for Thanksgiving. Well, I 
told him I was going for Thanksgiving. But yeah. if it's right, then I might make a pit stop. Okay. So I might catch the tail end of the first split, but not not the opener. So good deal. Look you. Yeah. Good deal. Hmm. I'm trying to think of what else to ask you. <laughs> well, what are y'all excited for for duck season? What's everybody <laughs> looking forward to? Uh, to see a limit die in the woods? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't see, see a my dog work. I just, I've gotten addicted to <laughs> seeing her go. It's freaking cool. When she's got a hell of a motor on her. She's, she's yeah. a dandy for sure. Yeah. And Drake is very smitten. Yeah. It's kind of bittersweet because I was where Drake was. It's, I'm on the other end of it. Right. I'm on the old, old girl end of it, but yeah, I'm jealous. I was sitting there looking at Tish last night thinking the same thing. I was like, I can't wait, but I know in about eight years it's going to be a different story. It just changes mm-hmm. so fast, man. I can remember looking at Brooke when she was that age and knowing that she was next level great and thinking eight years ain't going to be enough. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. But you just yeah. enjoy every moment and get out there and go hunting with them. Mm-hmm. All you can do. Mm-hmm. I'm looking. I've got some water in my woods. Oh, yeah. So I'm trying to create something out of nothing that's what i'm looking forward to yeah i saw y'all got the blind brushed and yep. we did yeah kirk said we did yeah. <laughs> Kirk's, Kirk's in. He's, he's gonna have decals printed up back yeah. history i'll be like little reno member that's <laughs> awesome. yeah, he's gonna blind both both parts the, the the panels and the evergreen that's exactly right you did you did that's good stuff you and played photographer videographer yeah, yeah i know adam really enjoyed that hunt y'all had up there last year yeah. he, we talked about that a couple of times this summer just we get done training dogs and go in there and blow duck calls and mm-hmm. talk about dogs and duck hunting all day so or you know the rest of the afternoon or whatever but we that hunt came up a couple of times i know yeah it was a good time and uh i hope we have some good hunts i think it's going to be a good duck season all things considered you know yeah i got a good feeling about it yep yep me too i feel like duck numbers are good I know that the rivers are down and it's dry, but it's not as dry as it could be. Right. I I mean, we've, in our lifetime, we've all seen way worse droughts. And I mean, I think, I think we're going to get some, we're going to get some rain. I have a sneaky feeling. What's up? I got to give a shout out to my dad. Oh yeah. Shout out. He kill a big one? No, he's uh, doing some wheeling and dealing on some uh, hunt swapping for some turkeys. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, Drake gobble, is gobble. Drake is officially, yep. you know, a turkey hunter. Reneged on his yeah. prior <laughs> verbal contract to not turkey hunt once he moves into Tennessee. I mean, yesterday we had a guy come in. I I won't say his name or his club, but he's a very prominent Memphian part of a very prominent club and i stuck my head in there and i was like hey we need to get this guy a black levy cut and drake wheels around he goes does he have turkey hunting <laughs> i was like yes and i've already talked to him about it we're gonna go get him he goes wait wait a second what yeah. what's going yeah. on i'm he learning goes, here I'm learning. what do you mean that's right you gotta play the game yeah. oh. also i can't leave it out shout out to mom Happy birthday, Mom. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, oh, Sandy. Happy birthday, Sandy. Woo, 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 woo. Man. I wish. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> we need to call somebody in Stuttgart that we trust with the recipe and have somebody make Sandy an orange drink. Today. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who could we get to do that? I bet Tony would be a good mm. applicant. Can he, can he be trusted with the recipe? Yeah, but he'd probably swap it out for tequila instead of vodka, because that's her favorite. I've never had an orange drink yet. Huh? Ever? Mm Mm-mm. Wow. The whole year being here. Wow. Are are you trying to, like, make me feel bad, or what are you, like, what? That is my motion, How did you miss this? I don't know. Have you were had you at the golf? Oh, you were at the golf. You weren't at the golf scramble. I had plenty of. Orange. You no, were in a wedding sure. or some silliness. Silliness. Or you're in something, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I was what at was a wedding. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, silliness. I mean, who plans their wedding during the first weekend of June? Everybody knows that's the Rolling Thunder golf scramble. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I yeah. forgot that when I was getting hired on. But anyways, orange drink. I'm sorry, Girk, that you've not had an orange drink. No, nah, we can I, make I you one a day on the. I wasn't course. really that sad. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we got one. some ingredients in the tin room. Yeah, yeah, left behind. <laughs> I tell you what, surrendered. We'll make, 
we'll make a batch of orange drink about three o'clock. Beautiful. Uh, in the, the last the 30 minutes of the day, you can partake in some orange drink. Since y'all have a, you know, 3.37 tea time this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the country car buns are tight shit, man. They don't have any rental golf carts, but their tea times are... You better be there. Every, every other minute, odd yep. minutes. So, the 3.35 crew will be ahead of you. Yep. He said it to have at it, so... <laughs> We're going to go have at it. I don't know. Is the course in good shape? Is anybody... Don't really have, care. We haven't gave a drive-by. <laughs> Last time we drove by, I'm in good shape, and I'm really gone, so... Last time we drove by, they had the pen pulled about 30 yards short of the green. Um, in the fairway? Yeah, in the fairway. Cut the grass real short and had a hole dug. Mm. Yeah, that's all we need. Was that back in the summer? That was definitely back in the summer. There's, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, they redid the greens. That mm-hmm. was why we didn't have mm-hmm. the, the tournament there. Um, but, all right. Well, with all that being said, we're, we're really glad you stopped in to see us, Walker. Oh, yeah. Good. Enjoyed it as always. Oh, yeah. It's always fun when you're around. Oh, yeah. We always have a good time. Go yeah. have yourself a rotation year. Yeah. Even if you crash the car at your house. <laughs> Welcome to the rotation year. Um, the rotation can, year is a serious thing. Yeah. And it rolls into 2024. Girk has Girk assured us that this is a rotation year. So it rotates. Uh, yeah. Make sure you. Dr. Grid knows what the, he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you get all the details from Dr. Grid. That'll Message a, me on Instagram for any. <laughs> For any migration reports, <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> for any rotational, this yeah, rotational. Uh, if you got any report. questions about your rotational year uh, sequences? Just yeah. let me know. A and, weekly uh, rotational update. Yes, all <laughs> listeners of the podcast, please send Doctor Grid a, a direct message. Yeah, please. I will answer within quick response. <laughs> <laughs> you're amazing, Gert. Thanks, you're, Spence. You're amazing. I try to be amazing. Those Maze. Those people going to... Go ahead, like, go ahead. Oh, go my ahead. God. I wish you would quit chewing on that ice. Oh, no. Bag of amazing. <laughs> bag of amazing? Mm-hmm. If there was a bag of amazing, you'd be right in the top of it, Gert. Right inside of it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we got to cut it's like flashbacks to middle school. I don't even know what we're making jokes about anymore. <laughs> oh, we're tired. Uh, I could make a joke, that's for sure. Oh, well, Walker, thanks for stopping in. It's good to visit with you. Yes, sir. Always is. Glad to see everybody. And Yeah. Good luck this duck season. Yeah. Everybody be safe out there. Everybody send some Stay pictures, vigilant. post them up, you know, yep. like so you see what everybody's killing. Yeah. Good luck on the rotation year. Hope Oklahoma benefits from rotation year like we think Arkansas and Tennessee are going to. I hope so. All right. Hashtag Levy Cup. Hashtag rotation year. <laughs> Hashtag peace out. <laughs> we will catch y'all on the next one. See y'all. Hey, y'all, this is Spence and Frawley and just wanted to say thank you for listening to another episode of our podcast. We really, really enjoy producing this podcast and would be really grateful if wherever you get your podcasts, if you would subscribe to the Rolling Thunder podcast and give us a five-star rating. Somehow, apparently out there in internet la-la media land, (laughs) that helps our podcast to be found by other people like you. So we just want you to know we appreciate you listening, and we'd like to ask you to subscribe and give us a five-star review and keep on listening. And unfortunately, recording podcasts don't pay the bills, so we just do this for fun and for y'all, and we want it to grow as bad as y'all want it to grow. So we could really use your help in doing that. Share it with a friend. Yes, right. We appreciate y'all stopping by again. Thanks for listening.